Ahoy! This is the Cock and Bull Podcast, brought to you pre-recorded from two different cities. Uh, my name is Yar. Spencer Faust, and I am joined, as I am every week, by my co-captain, Nathan. Yes! Now, actual captain this time. Both hands on the wheel, but, but both ears in the podcast. We're, we're mobile, bitches. Do you got any juicy gossip for me, Nathan? They tried to shut us down, but they couldn't. Juicy gossip. The juicy gossip this week is we're late and we're sorry. Uh, Spencer had a birthday... I had life things. Stuff happened, people. Stuff it's happened. Free. Stuff happened. It's free. We missed one. We made it up. We'll get it back to you. There will be a bonus one at some point, I promise, to make up for it. Um, I'll, I don't know. It'll just be... I would like to blame my employment also for kind of getting in the way, uh, which I would, I would yeah, like to... Yeah, and you went ahead and quit that so that it's no longer in the way. I've quit my job. Thanks to the remarkable success of this podcast, I'm striking out as a full-time podcaster, relying solely... Full-time podcaster? Solely uh, on the wonderful support of our dear listeners. Uh, and I'm looking forward to the new road ahead of me. And Pontiac. Yep. And Pontiac. I'm waiting on the check. You ready for this one? I am always ready for this one. Now, this was, if I remember correctly, it's been a while since the last time we did this. This was what you promised to be a long one. Uh-huh. It's, I, I imagine it will be, and it's also pretty relevant. Uh, I think the next two are going to be pretty relevant to the fact that Toys oh, R Us God. is going out of business. Um, I, I, mm, if you're, I, okay, so are you saying that Toys R Us is relevant to the story? Uh-huh. Is it about large anthropomorphic giraffes? Ooh, if I answer any more questions, it might be a spoiler. H. Ty Warner Ooh. was born on September 3rd, 1944. Wait, now, what, the toy- hold on. what was his name? H. Ty Warner. H. Ty Warner? Yeah. Not not H. Time Warner? Like, like... <laughs> No, 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 no. It was unfortunate. But, uh, okay, okay. It's a terrible coincidence I, I mean, I was, for him. I was about to say, he was so close to being the name of a mega multi-billion dollar merged conglomerate company, and that would have been really cool. But, okay, cool. Keep going. Son of a toy salesman, Harold Warner, and pianist, Georgia Warner. He was born in the Windy City of Chicago. Now, his parents were. apparently named him Ty, after baseball player Ty Cobb. Ty Cobb! Ah, yeah, no yeah. Uh, but his mom ended up calling him Tyrone anyway, so apparently that well, idea just fell through. So they named him Ty, and she called him Tyrone in the first example of lengthening a nickname. <laughs> Warner was part of a rich family, living in a of villa designed by Frank Lloyd Wright himself. Oh, cock and balls. Holy shit. All right. I mean, that's that's impressive. He was also well-educated, going through such prissy-sounding schools as the Lyons Township High School, the St. John's Military Academy, and the Kalamazoo College, where he studied drama. Okay. So, other than the last one that kind of sounds like Kazoo, what about the blank-blank Military Academy and the Lions Head School for Boys? Sounds Those sound like badass schools. Lions Township. And then when I just hear Military Academy and, and it's like a high school, I'm... I, I, that's just for show. You assumed I, that he fucked up and he had to go get on the right track on a scared straight style program. After just a year at Kalamazoo, Warner shipped off to Hollywood with the hopes of becoming an actor. That's all you do? Now, instead of doing that, he ended up being a gas station jockey, uh, a grocery store clerk, and a door-to-door telephone salesman. All things you also do. Door-to-door telephone salesman. Uh-huh. What so, matters is so he was doing was like it in there Hollywood. Were like four telephones. I mean, he was kind of, I think he was going by saying, like, here, if you just buy this phone, then I can sell you shit without you having to open the door. It'll be delightful. You can it's, call Mabel down the street. It's, it's early, like, if, if this is in his, you know, maybe 20s, let's say. This is, like, the early 60s. I can't imagine we were that short on telephones in every household, but uh, I don't know. I'm going to go ahead and assume that, I, I don't know, Grandma used to tell stories about the 
the communal phone down the road and the farm and all that other nonsense. I just oh, you're right. You're right. His, uh, his dad talked him into coming to work for the toy business, specifically with Dokken, based in San Francisco. Now, as we've established... Now, uh, I mean, yeah. I, let's, let's establish some other things here. How hard do you have to get talked into going into the fucking toy business? I mean, for Christ's sake, people. <laughs> who, who comes up to you and says, son, I want you to get into the toy game. Man. <laughs> no, dad, you and don't understand. Like, I'm doing so good at this phone sale thing. I was about to say, I want to sling gas and, and sell phones door to door. You don't get it. Pops, phones this is really my future. in the 60s. So, uh, uh, as we've established, I have a lot of trouble distinguishing uh, Hollywood, L.A., and San Francisco from one another. So, while this might paint a helpful geographical picture for you, just know it means nothing to me. I mean, two of them are inside of each other, essentially, and the <laughs> other one is like eight hours north. So, I mean, no big deal. Now, Ty Warner's success at Dokken was built around his eccentricity. He would show up to meetings and pitches with a giant fuzzy pimp coat and a matching fuzzy top hat. <laughs> So he was the Macklemore of his times. Yeah. It worked exactly the way he wanted it, too, in that everybody that saw him thought, if he's dressed like this in the middle of Indiana, he's on some next-level shit. And then they would agree <laughs> to see what he had in his briefcase. <laughs> oh, 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 yes, baby. Oh, yes. And that answer is nothing. Nothing. There's nothing in the briefcase. I'm an eccentric. Man, look at me. <laughs> After 16 years at Dokken, Warner mortgaged his condo and moved to Italy. Uh, but in 1983, his father died, and so Ty came back to America. Now, he, he came back to the U.S. with an idea, though. He cashed out with his savings account in Dokken's and the money he earned at the condo and founded the Ty Toy Company. Okay. Now, okay. Ty had been inspired by a series of stuffed cat toys in Italy that had no counterpart in the United States. And in 1983... He got to work on a set of stuffed cats of his own, shipping them from his own apartment in Hinsdale, Illinois, for $20 each. That's a lot of Whoa. $1983. <laughs> Holy fucking balls. If you told me it was $20 right now for a stuffed cat, I'd tell you to get fucked. <laughs> Holy shit. What is it? What do these things do? Were now the Furbies of their time? What the hell? In it's, ju it's, just a stuffed, it's just a stuffed cat. In 1991, he launched the series of collectible toy bears that also I sold quite I'm, well i'm getting no stop it no in no, 1992 no oh god no i see this one. Oh, fuck you fuck you and those little ty tags on the ends of their ears fuck you and this beanie baby bullshit you know we'll just jump ahead in 1993 the original nine beanie babies fuck. hit the oh, market god damn it god damn it there is someone they were loading right up homeless because he mortgaged all of his houses to buy those things there were people that were drugged from mcdonald's to mcdonald's to get the tiny ones fuck you this is giving me ptsd Oh, buddy, you have. This is going to be such fun for you. They were loading up on store shelves by 1994, but sales were slow at the time. Now, I've already dropped a bit of a ball here. Uh, we're talking yeah. about the Beanie Babies. You know, like my sister and I, as I remember, collected these when we were kids. And though I don't remember too much of it because that was like that was 2001, 2002 for me. Let's also go back. Welcome to another another edition of the the Faust family history. Uh, you just said the words. You and your sister collected something in 2001. And no, no, you didn't. You two didn't speak to each other in 2001. There was, I, I lived there. No, 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 not I, together. We had them. We were all over that shit. We went to the Spencer Road Public Library. No, of and we course. bought ourselves some fucking Beanie Babies. Like, they were crack. It's, I've got to make it clear, this was not a team effort, she and I. It's just, we both did this thing. Oh, maybe. But I mean, if you're trying to, to compete with someone who's six years younger than you, I mean, it's, it's kind of... 
Nathan, why don't you give me the perspective of someone who witnessed Beanie Babies in the mid-90s? Mm. Oh, what was the perspective? The perspective was, we must have them all! They were the Pokemon before they were Pokemon. They were the, It was a thing, and you could have them, and there were more than one, and you could have all of them. And they were like, uh, you know what the depressing thing is? They were probably like $10 or $15. So the $20 cat thing, I really shouldn't have been giving him so much shit for. Um, no, they were overpriced fucking stuffed bags that if you didn't put them, you we, you know what we did with them? You know what we did with these things? We put them in glass cases. Like they were so, like the, the crown jewels. <laughs> and you stacked them and you presented them. Because these were investment items, people. Investments. People were, oh, this was a fucking nightmare. It was, it was a status symbol. If you didn't have the right one, you were fucked. You, you had like trash off brand, not good big babies. You bought little plastic cases for the tags on their ears because you had to keep them intact. This was a goddamn racket and this man ruined everyone's childhood. Fuck him. So for non-Americans or people my age who do not fully realize the scope of just how big this whole thing was, let me explain the economics of plushy toys. Ties it sales. was the Beatles plus Jesus plus the Pope. It was evil. It was everywhere. It was, by no exaggeration, the biggest toy phenomenon in the world. I mean, this is I, it, this beats Barbie. Stay tuned next week. This beats uh, Star Wars action figures. This is massive. I mean, this is the best-selling I mean, brand beat, of toy ever. Does it beat Pogs? It does beat Pogs. Okay, makes sense. Now, Ty's sales weren't killer when Beanie Babies first hit the shelves. When Ty announced uh, that he was going to retire some of the Beanie Babies from production, though, people started to see that this was a rare commodity. I think it began with, with one, of the, one of the bears in the first nine. Uh, he, he personally went to the sweatshop and, you know, got Vietnam, who knows, that was making these, and he leaned down to this underpaid slave and he said, I don't like how flat its face is. Make it rounder. And then once the I flat mean, ones were gone, oh God, why? flat face Beanie oh. Baby suddenly is worth so much money. Telling, t- all right, can we, all right, we've got a lot of things to unpack there. One, telling the, the poor Asian child that is obviously making these toys to make its face rounder just seems insulting. Kind of. Um, two, um, uh, one, any amount of money that you're paying a slave is overpaying that slave, if anything. I mean, I think that kind of defeats the purpose of slavery if you have to pay them. Um, but two, uh, yeah, I don't doubt it. Also, the concept that we said we're going to retire it so it's now a rare commodity is... I feel like the most American thing in the world. I don't know why. I feel like it's Bitcoin all over again. It's, I feel like it's like, we have this thing. We need this thing! Like, as soon as you make it seem like it's scarce, we have to have it. Now, collectors started buying out every single store's stock. I mean, people were camping at toy stores. Grandmas were trampling six-year-olds. And if all this sounds like bullshit, prepare for the decade I'm gonna be ref- I will be referring to as the Beanie Baby Bubble. So there are rumors that the Beanie Baby trading scene started in Chicago, where a group of parents realized that they each had a collection and started an exchange rate. So Tabasco the Bull was like a two-to-one trade for the rare toucan plushie. And these... I had both of those. These were, by the way, five bucks a piece off the shelf. And it's... Also, also, we need to clarify something, just just to make sure people don't get clears. It's Tabasco the Bull, not Tobacco the Bull. Did I say the that? The Bull wasn't smoked. You absolutely Son said Tobacco bitch. the Bull... <laughs> And I was very, very concerned. Marlboro, he was Tabasco sponsored. tie. he had. He did have a, a a fat, sticky blunt hanging out of his mouth, and he. <laughs> oh, oh, Jesus! He thought he he wanted you to know smoking was cool. 
I mean, this was a couple, this was only a couple years after Joe Cool was gone. So, I mean, it was, it was not far removed from when that could have been a real thing. These plushies I mentioned are five bucks a piece at the time off the shelf. Worth it. Yes. Okay, that's good. That's good. I feel better about my life choices now that I know they were five dollars. I mean, they're a lot better than the twenty dollar bears that were explicitly labeled as collectibles. I mean, yeah. I mean, I feel like the only other collectible thing that it was competing against at the time were like Dale Earnhardt commemorative plates, and those just <laughs> uh, they didn't they didn't have the same market overlap. The the five dollar price on shelves was a small price compared to what others were paying secondhand. Though, if you get a hold of a rare Beanie Baby at the store. You know, at the right time of day, for just five bucks, you were going to flip that thing for like 15 times its price. It's the housing bubble all over again, people. Only with beans. Now, beans and, <laughs> and, and spelt. Now, Nathan, it, this is like 1995 I'm talking about. So, so how are you going uh-huh. to coordinate trades with people outside of just your own neighborhood? You're going to set up a, a forum on your Angel Fire website? Leave a note? Uh, I, I, I don't even think Angel Fire was there at that point. I mean, I... I, Nathan, 1995 entrepreneur Nathan, is going to go to Fairmont Elementary School and post up in the cafeteria and just start running trades. What, like, like a bazaar? Like you've got a tent? Oh, dude, you go to the you go to the playground and there is a whole black mark. It is the the New York Stock Exchange was nothing compared to the fucking jungle gym outside of Fairmont when the Beanie Baby craze was at its height. <laughs> oh no, it was nothing. I'm picturing a little eight year old in a absurdly large coat. And just like you, you whip it open, and you're like, hey, you, "What you got, Tabasco?" Yeah, everyone needs a Tabasco or the fun multicolored chameleon. He was my favorite. I oh, buddy, I think he comes up later. No, 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 the crab, the multicolored crab comes no, up. Mr. Krabs comes up. Also, if Valentino the bear comes up, the Valentine's Day special edition bear, don't tell me because I bought that and gave it to my fifth grade girlfriend, quote unquote. And uh, if that one was worth money, I'm gonna be kicking myself. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna save you some trouble. I'll avoid it. Now, Nathan. Okay. Like, I mean, how do you e- coordinate such a big trade? I don't know if like the local YMCA had a billboard or uh, something something Palm Pilot. eBay, Nathan, was founded in 1995. Oh shit! I didn't. Re- okay. All right. I see. You. All right. And let go. me tell you. Did it, Elon? Let me tell you. Ten percent of eBay's first few years of sales were Beanie Babies. I don't doubt it. Was Elon Musk involved in eBay, or did I just shout him out for enough? PayPal! He was PayPal, wasn't he? Son of a bitch. Uh, and today, there are still a few Beanie Babies that are so rare that they're still being bought and sold over eBay for more than $10,000. At this point, it just... its Can we admit that the economy is broken at that point? Yes. Like, can you admit that it just none of it matters? Money has failed us, and we need to reset. Yes. If this is if that's a thing, that's... No. No. It's, it was funny when, when, when nerds were getting Lambos off Bitcoins, but if you're trading a Beanie Baby for $10,000, your life has no meaning at that point. 10000 by the way, uh, to get your hands on Claude, the Technicolor Crab, ladies and gentlemen. I remember Claude. I remember rumors of Claude on the playground. And this is uh, specifically, I think, because Claude had several typos in, in his tags, and it varied from Claude to Claude, so the worse your typo is, the rarer he is. Very good. Now, how do you gauge worseness of typos? I think amount. Okay, good to know. Good to know. Peggy Gallagher. Also, can we also focus that this was going on at the same time as Pokemon cards were hitting the scene for the first time? 95, Holy yeah. shit, was the 90s lit for 
bullshit collectibles. <laughs> like, I'm kids today, I'm sorry. You don't, I don't give a shit what you collect. It was not the crack cocaine slash heroin combo that Beanie Babies slash Pokemon cards was. Holy fuck. Peggy Gallagher. You get yourself a Claude and a foiled Charizard in the same day. Just go. You're, you're, you are, you are king. Cash out. You are ruling this town. Uh, Peggy Gallagher was a U.S. Beanie Baby enthusiast, and she was also one of the first to notice that the craze had not swept through Germany yet. So she placed a $2,000 order through the Nuremberg distributor, and when she got her order, her plush animals were then worth a $300,000 haul on the U.S. Beanie Baby trade scene. God, cocking, fucking, god damn it, god damn it. So this... We are so dumb! This is where the parents got obsessed, I think. $300,000? Like, that kind of payout covers your kid's tuition. It, it, you can retire at that rate. So, um, okay, hold on. I, I love you dearly, and it's 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 adorable. Um, I, I, I respect the youth generation. Uh, you're all good people. The concept that you just said $300,000 is enough to retire on makes me want to come through the phone and fucking strangle you well, right now. Well, listen, I, I, I only drink... Uh, tap water and eat only ramen noodles so it will be enough for me to retire if not because i am cheap but because i will in fact die within 10 years yeah yeah uh-huh yeah nice try okay just kidding i was born in the future i will i will live bionic and die never now yeah. spencer has no concept of money we've established it moving on and isn't it funny that i'm the researcher so with every new rare beanie baby people were buying up as much supply as they could carry eight-year-olds would see their local toy store's new posters while they're on the bus ride to school, and then they would sneak to the nurse's office and use that phone to send parents scrambling for the next toucan or chameleon or cloud. So 19 years ago today, in a New York Times interview with one Connecticut toy dealer, uh, David Marks said that, quote, this is the hottest product that has ever appeared in retailing, period, since Adam and Eve. <laughs> David Marks, the man with two first names, wants you to know where life on Earth begins in his discussion about plushy toys. No, no, just where retail began. There was no retail before Adam and Eve. <laughs> That's fair. Adam and Eve. You had Adam, you had Eve, and then you had, I don't know, fucking Cloud, the, the retail Apple salesman. Now, he went on to call Tickle Me Elmo, quote, an insignificant blip on the retail horizon compared to this. End quote. I mean, in his defense, he's right. Tickle Me Elmo was like one generation of parents murdering themselves on the streets. Beanie Babies was the long con. Beanie Babies was the was the co-intel pro of fucking toy invasions. It was fucking insidious. Like, as true as it might be, I can't help but feel like that is a burn that makes a lot more sense if you've been in the Toys R Us game for like ten years. And you're like, ah, sick, Mark. That's a good one. <laughs> I... I mean, yeah, fucking stick audience. it to tickle me all. No off. one exactly. Who the fuck is reading like? Who the fuck is reading like Toy Store Trade Magazine Weekly? Like it, it, you play to your audience. At the time, there were seventy-seven beanies to be collected, with some being retired just months after being introduced. Now they were never given any commercials on TV, nor were they sold in discount outlets like Toys R Us. Rest in peace. And they didn't need Toys to. Toys R Us is a discount outlet. Yes, when it, it its whole concept Com at the beginning Com was it was a discount toy outlet. Really? Yeah. Compared to like what the full price KB Toys? I guess I don't really. They mention a couple stores by name, but they're things I've never heard of that I think are okay. Well, I mean, you can name them. I mean, if you want to name them out loud, you can. I mean, is it like an FAO Schwartz? Is it a, is it a 
the store from the Home Alone two. Like, I mean, they I were so we they there? were so obscure. I don't. I didn't even write them down. I didn't think it was relevant. Um, By so obscure, you mean you didn't hear about them? Okay, I see. I see how it is. All right, cool. And they didn't need to be because these things were a hit. Now, in March 1997, one customer of Mark's told him that her car had been broken into and that her Beanie Babies on the dashboard were all that were stolen. The stereo in June. I mean, it is depressing how many Beanie Babies are still on fucking car dashboards. Like, it, it's it's kind of concerning. It, it, it does make me sad. In June, Pam Ertlett and her six-year-old daughter camped out at a toy tent to get to participate in a Beanie Baby swap. It's a nice swingers party for plushies. Oh my god, it's a fucking key party for fucking sad, sad people. As the toy bazaar opened up, a stampede formed. And Pam's daughter was carried off with leg injuries. In 1998, there was a promotion with McDonald's. And Beanie Babies were now part yeah, of Happy Meals. there we go, baby. Teeny Beanie Babies, get it going. In that song is burned into my brain. In Lancaster, Pennsylvania, uh, where the Amish still rode around in buggies, there was a swarm of people still do. in the small town's McDonald's who were all trying to get a hold of the new Zipcat. The underpaid there were a manager... Small, there was a small town of McDonald's? Well, there was a small town... In the McDonald's. There was a small town inside the McDonald's. So inside the McDonald's, there was a McDonald's that was so large that within inside of it rested a small community. That's true. And this small community was demanding Zip the Cat. As well, they were. Yeah, of course you were. You, I mean, in my def- in, I mean, in everyone else's defense, I do distinctly remember, I think Rosemary Grover was like carting us like McDonald's to McDonald's at this time, attempting to uh, extort as many beanie oh. babies as we could out of human beings. Oh. We were. Even she fell yeah. so far. Oh, Spencer, we all fell. Do not act like you were above well, no. No none of us were above it. We all Well Nathan, I was not born. Well actually that's not true. I was two years old by the time. I was about to say bullfucking shit. The underpaid I manager math. drew a hard line in the sand and told the angry mob that zip cats would not be sold until all the doby dogs were gone and that there were still a hundred doby dogs to be bought. Oh my god. Wait. But I thought they were just given, like, I thought it was the toy. It was the toy and the was Happy Meal. Was it not the Happy Meal toy? It was, but a hundred Happy Meals needed to be sold before they were out of Doby Dogs, and Zipcat so would not this, be given is, out. Okay, I'm sorry. You say this underpaid manager. When is this manager, like, becoming the fucking, I'm the king of Barter Town now? <laughs> this is, you have to exercise control of your life in wherever you can really say, milk this it. This is my domain. <laughs> Who's you fucking, I, no Zip the Cats. You kick Doby Dog. Doby Dog is sad. You get Doby first. The, then you get Zip. This gentleman goes home and struggles to pay the electric bill, but here he is king. Now, later <laughs> also, that year... Also, if he really wanted to exercise his control, he just lights him on fire. <laughs> just watch the... Just, uh... Where is your god fucking, now? Just pour... All McDonald's managers pour out the Szechuan sauce. Pour it all out and watch them cry. Do it. Do it for me. Later that year, at the Canadian border, people were so paranoid about traveling with their valuables... Uh, that they began hiding their Beanie Babies in compartments more common with drug smugglers. The fact that you said that we're worried about traveling with their valuables and the next word out of your mouth were hid their Beanie Babies. God damn it. God damn everything. Under an assumption that they would be, that, that traveling with them would be considered for trade and business and therefore confiscated, so the U.S. Customs Agency had to make a public declaration that, no, 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 put such, put such worries away. As long as you're traveling... With them for personal use, and you don't have more than three of the same one, we won't take them. Oh. My God. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So, so, was, if you got pulled over, was it what? Like, 
possession of Beanie Babies with this tent to distribute? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck? Apparently. They're talking about this the same way they talk about drug trafficking. What is happening? The same year, Les and Sue Fox published the, quote, Beanie Baby Handbook, which was full of hot collector's tips, which I have gathered for you here. I fucking think I had this book or rented it from the library, goddammit. Now, quote, basically, if you can afford to do this, simply putting away five or ten each year with every new Beanie Baby in super mint condition isn't a bad idea. Now, on the subject of storming your local McDonald's like it held the cure for polio, uh, the Foxes had this to say. Quote, like it held the cure for polio, a.k.a. the polio vaccine that we've had for 50 years. As, Come on. As seasoned McDonald's collectors... We had a little doubt that $2 would be less than the future value of any teeny beanie baby. So unfortunately, we were only able to accumulate 500 or so beanies during the mad rush. Unfortunately, we only got 500. At $2 a piece. So we only spent a thousand. So here's the problem. Here's the thing that's going to make me... I, I, I think the only way to describe it is unrecoverably mad. These people were buying Happy Meals to get the dolls, correct? Correct. How much of that food just got thrown away? Well, do, I mean, don't get me wrong. Some of these people are smart. We'll talk We'll talk about a family coming up in a, in a couple paragraphs. That quote, by the way, oh, Nathan, good. was on page 180 of this book about collecting That's Beanie Babies. That's too many pages. That's that just is, too many pages. That is far too many pages. One That's review. insanely too many pages. One page one, buy a Beanie Baby. Page two, stop. <laughs> One review of this book described it as, quote, a heartless mercenary endeavor that strips whatever innocence remains in childish hoarding. Les and Sue Fox's The Beanie Baby Handbook teaches kids that fun, imagination, and all other qualities we love in toys get in the way of profitability. Oh my god, who... Okay, so we need to focus on a couple things here. One, this is pure capitalism. This is endgame capital. I do not subscribe to, to, to you know, communism's awesome Twitter. I, 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 I love it. I, I love you guys out there. Keep up the good work comrades or whatever you're doing. But, uh, I don't, I don't go that far, but dear God, this is just pure cocaine distilled capitalism. God damn it. Also the, the, what was it? The joys of childhood hoarding. Yep. Who the fuck describes hoarding as a joy? It's a fucking disease. <laughs> it's a fucking show on A&E. They talk about it like it's a cancer. Don't talk about hoarding like it's some sort of... Smaug hoards. No one hoards <laughs> things joyously. And Smaug is childhood innocence embodied. Yeah, uh, Smaug and Scrooge McDuck. Childhood, you know, innocence icons. Richard Gernandy. I That's mean, not a real name at all, and no. you know it. And I certainly didn't pronounce it right, even if it was real. A beanie collector himself got a call from a real estate agent who confessed that they planned to cash out their underperforming properties and trade that stock in for beanie babies. No, no, stop it. God damn it. God damn it. It's the housing bubble all over. It's fucking having a baby. Oh, God damn it. This agent God told Richard damn it. that she had already spent 12000 on only the best beanie babies. Only the best. Richard oh, told her God. this was a great idea. Richard is the worst financial advisor ever born. Not true, because Spencer Faust, $300,000 and you can retire. Houses? Who the, f- who the fuck's going to live in a house in 30 years? Nobody. We're all going to be living in caves made out of Cloud the Crab. <laughs> your, your, your pronunciation of the name Cloud, Claude has been devolving. Because I'm pretty sure you just said Cloud Clued. the Crab. Like, I thought... 
It's just evolving. Clack, clack, crap. From the New York Times in July 1998, <laughs> a woman named Lou Vanilla recently had a peanut for sale. You know, the elephant. Adorable. Uh-huh. Uh, there were two different versions of, of peanut. There was a light blue one. There was a, a dark blue, like, indigo peanut. If you had indigo peanut, you were on hot shit. Oh, I think I a self-described, excuse me, uh, she took this peanut uh, to a beanie repair shop in Warrington, Virginia, a, a self-described, quote, beanie doctor, because nobody else is going to call you that. No, no. I also am imagining Jerry from from the Toy Story 2, where there, it's the old <laughs> gentleman with the box of magic times that's repairing the dolls. That's that's all I can see in my A head. self-described beanie doctor, she examined it suspiciously uh, as there was a crusty coat of polyester plush and realized that something was seriously wrong with this peanut. Quote, The blue dye came right off, recalls Vania, who discovered that the toy was a much less valuable light blue peanut that had been dipped in dark blue dye. Quote, I felt terrible telling that collector that she had gotten a rotten peanut, Vania said. Really? Because I would, it would be the best day of my life. It would be all I dream. I, I would go to bed dreaming that that's the thing I'd get to do uh, in the morning. In, I, I'd use uh, Google Docs for my notes. Google, feel free to shoot me a paycheck. But just as I was going over that paragraph, I accidentally highlighted it and opened up the, the leave a comment bubble. Um, and the only thing I can will myself to write is why. Enter. All right. That dark blue peanut, by the way, still sells for $700. That's no. None of this can still sell for anything. We had to have real. It, it's nothing. It's nothing. What is the point? What is the purpose? This is... I don't get it. It if does you ask nothing. me, It's not like they're going the, to help. You can't build anything out of them. They have no future. The libertarians and buy gold nuts to tell me that that paper money is flawed because because gold has a, a actual purpose and you ha- it, it holds a productive purpose and value if you, if you ob- obtain it, whereas paper does not. I would argue that Beanie Babies do have more practical value than paper because you can gently fold them into your pocket or your backpack. And they are just a delightful companion. I can gently fold more money in my pocket than I can Beanie Uh, Babies? Does Andrew Jackson have more character on that $20 bill than Peanut does in his delightful black eyes? I I don't... His dead, soulless eyes that say, you spent $10,000 on me, you should be Now, since I can't seem to stay away from McDonald's for five minutes on this episode, let's talk about the Ward family. Uh, The subject of a story in the Hartford Current, a word I, for the first time, looked up how to pronounce on this show. During the teeny beanie... (laughs) During the teeny beanie craze, the Wards ate three Happy Meals a day to try and bag one of every beanie. And bag them they did. The... How many chicken nuggets can you eat in a day before you just feel like a rotten, now, soggy human being? Now, now, if they, you said they ate, what, three a day? Three Happy Meals a day. Each of three them. Three Happy Meals a day. Every and, member of the family. And, now, that's fine. That's fine. So you assume what? The, how many How many uh, chicken nuggets are in a Happy Meal? It's been like a while five. Since I've been on the Happy Like five or train. six. Five? Cool. So three a day, that's 15. Uh, you're talking to a gentleman that can down a 20-piece like it's like like candy. So don't, no, no, I'm with him on that. You know, five. Three square meals a day of five chicken nuggets is a reasonable thing for a human being to do. They're going to be fine. Uh, Look, I've been out of the nugget the game that... for a long time. I did used to eat 20 at a time, but I also felt the uh, terrible sadness afterwards. Yeah, yeah, but they're not eating 20 at a time. They're eating 
15 over the course of 24 hours. That's fair. That's a reasonable way to eat food. It's fair. I'm not going to... No, these are horrible dirt people that were fucking <laughs> using be, like a Beanie Baby investment strategy. Don't get me wrong. I'm not arguing about that. But don't. we don't need to call their dietary habits into question. I'm just saying it's got to be harder to consume your third Happy Meal as Grimace is staring down at you from the wall. 2D and purple, just with eyes that beg the question of, is it worth it, child? Is it worth it? No, yeah. No, yeah, Grimace is definitely, definitely judging you. And when Grimace is judging you, things have taken a turn for the worse. My car is being assaulted by ducks. We can't. We can't go past that sentence. That sentence stands on its own. That sentence stands on its own. There are ducks. They are assaulting my car. Their house was home to more than 500 Beanie Babies many of which were personalized based on their room of the house. Quote, she buys them clothes, the daughter said, referring to her mother. Yeah. Um, hey, so I don't want to, like, put this on pause real quick, but, like, I feel like we need to establish what's happening in my uh, surroundings right Please. now. Because I feel like it may be Please. more relevant. Um, so, uh, one, the car is still being assaulted by ducks. That's happening. I am, uh, I, 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 I don't know what to do right now. As someone that likes ducks, I don't want to murder them, but they are, they are, they are actively trying to murder my car. Also, uh, a gentleman just pulled into the uh, empty lake parking lot that I'm sitting in uh, with a flat tire, and he's pulling trash bags out of the back of his car, and there's another gentleman coming up to help. I may be, with, I may be an accessory to murder at this point, and it's kind of concerning when to me. When the trash bag um, goes in the lake, Nathan. Oh, hold on. Hold on. The ducks are going to their car. The ducks... Oh, <laughs> wait a minute. The ducks are going to their car. Yes, the ducks are in... Wait a minute. There is a duck standoff. There is a duck. There are two groups of ducks, distinct: two, three white ducks, three brown ducks. Oh my they god! Are the staring factions. at each other and they are quacking. The f- now they've all joined together in harmony, and now they're attacking the other car. This is brilliant. This is it. This- oh yes, yes, get it, ducks. When you say they're all right, are they are they attempting to to tear open the bag and just let the evidence spill out, or are they? Ah, uh, they're really just circling it menacingly. <laughs> okay, so they're they're attempting to to starve it out. They're putting it in under siege. Yes, they have. They have placed this car under siege. I'm. They've I, seen I, that it's you know crippled. The, podca- the tire's flat. They have. They are. They are circling the uh, their prey. Clearly, the man eyes. in this car is acting erratic. You know, he's just committed a violent Clearly. crime of passion. I'm trying to find where I left off. The the family she buys them was clothes. eating chicken nuggets and they were sad. Quote: She buys them clothes. The daughter said, referring to her mother. Quote, they have them all over the house. She just bought the one in the kitchen, a special chef's outfit. Her husband assured her, assured the reporter, that it was better than drugs or gambling. And besides, they had it under control now, as they were only spending $500 a month on the Beanie Babies. That can't be your comparison! That can't be your comparison! You can't make that the comparison and then say, it's only $500 a month, it's better than gambling. I'm only spending $500 a month on crack! It's fine, I have it under control! Is it better than drugs? Because if I'm buying $500 of sweet ganja per month, I feel like one of us is happier at the end of the month. Yeah! I'm expanding my mind and making really great reggae tunes. You just have worthless dolls! And then there's a story that I think we've all seen where the Associated Press reported on a divorce hearing where the defendants were told by a judge to sort out their Beanie Baby collection on the courtroom floor, claiming each one of them one at a time. Quote, It was humiliating and unnecessary, the ex-wife said. Wait, wait, that was the humiliating part? You, no, mm -mm, no, that judge deserves a medal 
That judge deserves a medal. And what was humiliating is the fact that your Beanie Baby collection was large enough to need dividing in court. Now, that's what was embarrassing now, and unnecessary. Nathan, to, to wrap things up, I just I want to want to dive into how did it all end? The Beanie Babies, not this marriage. Uh, that's actually a valid and honestly, it it kind of seems like one of those things. Like I lived through it; I was there, and I don't. It just it just did. Like it was just over. Let me tell you why. Like it was there, and then it wasn't. In January of nineteen ninety nine. Ty decided to release more than 20 new Beanie Babies at the exact same time. That, in addition to the ramp-up in production, overwhelmed and oversaturated the collector's market. Because what was once rare was now being constantly restocked in stores that used to wait several days before another Beanie Baby shipment would arrive. Former rarities were now going for 3 for $10, eliminating any chance of a major payout for longtime collectors. Of course, there are still, you know, some that will sell for for a big haul today. Like Nathan, I believe the most expensive. Say it. Say it. I believe the most expensive one is the Princess Diana bear. That wasn't the one. I thought it was <laughs> Well, no, does in fact still sell for ten thousand dollars. The Princess Diana bear sells for far more. Also, the the man who is selling. <laughs> For $10,000, wants you to know that it is, in fact, worth 100000 but nobody's going to buy it for that much. <laughs> no, it's, gonna, it's worth nothing! It's worth nothing because it has no value! When I picture <laughs> being sold, I, I imagine it is a very angry German man who is upset that nobody understands the value of his beautiful crab. <laughs> it has the 17 typos! Cloud is the fucking... Angry German Jason Alexander or whatever his name is, painter opposite Bob Ross. Like Bob's just chilling in clouds over there. Like I was important. The tag says Ty T I. <laughs> and this was before the you know whatever you like came out and T I was relevant. <laughs> Making a T I reference for those that were relevant in 2010. Hi, how you doing? That. Uh... I mean, it, I mean, you could you could probably argue Princess Diana is the highest selling one uh, because that that was a production line. But I believe there's a one of a kind Democrat donkey that is signed by Hillary Clinton that is selling for I don't know ten million dollars. Negative ten dollars? I don't know. I don't understand. I, that, that's that's like a voodoo doll. That's 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 the cursed thing. It's the monkey's paw. You don't want that. It, so wait a minute. So it is hold a haunted on. artifact. Princess Diana. When did Princess Diana die? It wasn't. It was well before the Beanie Baby explosion. Wasn't it like ninety seven? I don't hold on. Ninety six or ninety seven? It was not. I'm on that. I feel like it was before you were born. Nineteen ninety seven, August thirty one, and that was like midway when the craze really picked up, and they released this line of line of Beanie Babies in the tribute she always wanted. And commemorative plate. And, Don't forget the commemorative plate. And plates. the plates. The Dale Earnhardt Beanie Baby was a big seller. <laughs> so, uh, there's more I could say about Ty, but honestly, he's not interesting. He's kind of an asshole. None of his employees yeah, liked I, him. Uh, he refuses to give interviews. I apologize for, for making fun of you for bringing, not bringing him up earlier. The fact, uh, yeah, no, I apologize. He is kind of a prick. Uh, he one time drove up to an intersection asked a woman for directions she said i have cancer and then he gave her twenty thousand dollars but uh, frankly having a lot of money does not make you a cool person Wait, that no no almost in this day and age it seems to be carte blanche for being an awful person but that's just that's... he was also accused i believe of fraud 
Uh, or tax? No, tax Fraud? evasion. I think. Frud. 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 Yeah, no, I mean, all of that sounds like things that, that definitely, definitely, definitely he probably would have done. He artificially created a, bu- a a bubble for a value of a thing that has no value. And, uh, yeah, no, I, I mean, the man is, the man is, if any, if anything, he, he should be convicted of making a bad wish on the genie. We, uh, we would like to thank Driftless Pony Club for letting us use that sweet banger. There were Buffalo on the oh, Ark. It comes off the album yes. Cholera. Also, stream it on Spotify, yeah. Apple Music, YouTube, yes. you name it. Or buy it. Or you buy know what it. else you can stream on Spotify, motherfuckers? Us! Yeah, we're on Spotify now. Stream this into your ears, motherfuckers. We're on Spotify. Um, we're on iTunes. No, Share uh, us with your friends. Spotify, leave a review. No one else has left a message other than that weird, slightly cryptic, stalking message of Spencer. Um, if you want to gaslight and, me, you know where to do it. Just leave it if on the Apple reviews. If you want to gaslight Spencer, you know where to do it. If you want someone to scream your various and sundry opinions on the radio for you, I mean, we're not the people to do that because we're not on the radio, but but if you want to scream it on the internet, I'll scream it for you if you put it on the iTunes review. Go for it. Uh, a lot of people have, have mentioned that it's it's just the app is very difficult to leave reviews on. So that being said, uh, I think the surefire way to get one through is if you just download iTunes to your computer uh, and then just do it through that and and put it and put it in a time capsule and send it on a wish because who the fuck has a computer anymore? <laughs> What's a computer? I mean, you say that I only have iPads. I that feel like a bad person. Fucking yeah, commercial no. would have been so much more bearable if she just said "What computer?" instead of correct instead of this goddamn what? What's of a computer? Not understanding the concept of computers. Yes, I agree with you. Also, we're probably getting kicked off iTunes for making fun of Steve. Sorry, Steve. Uh, they don't have time to listen to us anymore. They they double checked once to make sure we weren't like promoting ISIS recruitment, and then we were just free reign. So what you're saying is we can keep up the ISIS recruitment? Yep. Cut that part out. <laughs> Next week. Bye. <laughs>